0: Good morning, and thanks for joining the Access Online Worship Gathering today. It is Father's Day, and we're here to celebrate our fathers and our father figures, the men in our lives who've played a hand in raising us and caring for us. And I'm excited about what we have lined up for today. day. I have two passages of scripture that I'd like to share with you. Then we're going to hear from the men in our community as they share stories about their dads. And then finally, we are going to pray for the fathers in our community and also the fathers all around us. So first of all, let's start with scripture and the two passages that have been on my mind this Father's Day. The first comes from a passage in Exodus. It's a longer passage known as the Ten Commandments. And within the Ten Commandments, we find this in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. What does it mean to honor parents? Well, certainly for younger children, this commandment carries the whole idea of obedience to obey mom and dad. It means like if there was a scenario where you're prizing the words of your friends uh, or your parents uh, and you're weighing all of that in the balance to give extra weight to what your parents are saying, we are meant to honor and respect that. You see, in the same context in which God gives this commandment, he also instructs parents to be very, very focused in how they raise their children, to raise them up in the way of God. And raising them up in the way of God meant not just understanding the commandments of God, but understanding that these commandments led to life. And so when The plan of God unfolded in its most ideal form, parents would do this and kids would learn and respond in the same way. But I've been thinking lately, what does this commandment mean for people later in life? And especially for those of us who may have lost parents along the way, um, what does it mean to honor mom and dad? And does this commandment still apply? And I think it does. I feel like it really does still apply today. One of the ways I think that we can still be faithful to this commandment is by speaking well of our parents and most especially of our fathers. Because it is so easy these days, it's so culturally acceptable to really speak poorly of our parents and especially of our dads. But in this day and age, we can bring honor to our parents by speaking well of them. So most of you know that back in 2009, my dad passed away. And when he passed away in those early years of access, I had a really tough time with that, mainly because there were certain things in our relationship that were very unresolved. And because they were unresolved, and because I had a very difficult time communicating with my dad in the last years of his life, because he was going through different health issues, Uh, Every time I had to talk about uh, my relationship with dad, you know, I would be very moved emotionally and I would be brought to tears. Now, over the years, God has really brought healing to that and a lot of peace to my relationship with my dad. And more and more, I've been discovering that I've been wanting to honor my dad's legacy in his memory by speaking well of him, telling good stories because not everyone knows those stories, especially my kids. So this is an opportunity for me to share of how my dad was a blessing. When my dad passed away, I emailed his friends uh, all around the world. Um, Some living here, some overseas, and I tried to collect pictures and stories as much as I could so that I could remember them and treasure them well. And one of the things that came back over and over again was this overwhelming sense that people were grateful for what my dad had done for them. Back when he was growing up in Hong Kong, he was the first to move from Hong Kong to America to go to school. And he was deeply missed because at the time he was a leader of his youth fellowship. He was a leader of the inner church council, and he was also a leader of some church retreat groups. And so when he left, there were many tears. But over and over again, as people made their their way to America, what they remember is that the first person that they met was my dad. He would meet them. He would give them a ride. He would make sure that they were well fed. And on Sundays, he would make sure that they had a ride to church. One of his friends recalled how Sometimes dad would fit as many as nine to ten people in his clunker of a car, but they all made their way to church together. My dad, being one of the first to be gainfully employed, used his time, his treasure, and his talents to serve the people around them and to make sure that he was well cared for. My dad wasn't very talkative, but behind the scenes, I think he made a real impact. And that's what people remembered. One friend even recalled coming to the church early and finding him sweeping up the floors. Very surprised to see him doing that because he was also a leader in the church. But that's the way he saw the world. And that's what he wanted to do with his time to bless other people. These are all stories that I treasure now and I want to be able to share with other people as a way to honor my dad because what was important to him was serving and loving neighbors. Now, there's another scripture passage I wanted to share with you today. It's from the New Testament, from the Gospel of Matthew. And it's Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. And when we pray, he says this. He says to address God this way. Our Father in heaven Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. The significant feature of this prayer is how Jesus opens it with this title that we are given to address God. Jesus wants us to know that, see, God is not just the God of creation, the Lord of all things. He is also wanting us to approach Him as a heavenly Father, as someone who loves us dearly, who wants to provide for us our daily bread, who wants to forgive us as we mess up, as someone who wants to protect us from temptation and from evil. This is the God that we are invited to pray to. And Jesus says, pray to your Heavenly Father. You see, here on earth, we live in a sin-tainted world. Things are not the way they are supposed to be. They are fallen, they are broken by human sin and by evil, and death follows. And so there are no perfect human relationships, most especially with our parents. None of these are ever perfect. Father and Son relationships are broken too. Our fathers were imperfect, and we make imperfect fathers ourselves. But we are invited here and in other places in Scripture to know a God who can give us that perfect relationship as a heavenly father. Jesus invites us to know God in a way that is beyond. That the things of earth, the earthly relationships, are just a shadow of which God himself will ultimately be the grandest fulfillment. So I share that with you today, and if some of you are maybe newer to our church, newer to our church community, and you are interested in following after Jesus, or maybe you're intrigued and want to know God in this way yourself, please email us and follow up at staff at accesslive.org. We'd love to talk to you more deeply about how you can have a personal relationship with God. So now we enter the next section of our time together. And for this, I've invited three members of our community to share stories about their dads and what it was like growing up with them. So I hope that in this next section, we can both bring honor to our dads and also point the way to our Heavenly Father. Let's listen carefully as Greg and Jeff and Brian share their stories.
1: Uh, What challenges did uh, my dad face while raising me? Well, when I was born in Taiwan, he was still traveling and studying abroad in London and uh, Europe and many places. And so, uh, it wasn't until much later on when I finally, got to meet him and I remember the first time I think I don't know how old I was maybe like three years old or something um, well that's just the first memory I've had of him was he came and stayed with us and my my mom was there and, and I think I saw them in the room in, in the room together and I was really angry I was like who is this guy and uh, I didn't know uh, at that point uh, that who he was until he explained to me this is this is my dad and so i think it just took a while for me to to warm up to him uh, early on when when we were young and i think also going to moving abroad to united states was just a lot of transition when i was 9 years old uh, for for him and getting all of us settled in and, and get reacquainted again. I think the gifts that my dad brought into my life uh, has been a sense of adventure, because he's, he's uh, very adventurous, he's able to meet all kinds of people, um, and he's uh, brought us to many different places in the U.S. Uh, he's, not, he's not afraid uh, to try new things. Um, he's also given uh, us a sense of uh, our own independence like we can decide what we want in our life and he has suggestions but he's not pushy or or he's not um, you know he he really wants what's best for us and definitely this stability of of home he has made for us all these years with my mom and, you know, bring us here into the U.S. And definitely that's been the, the biggest gift, I think, just uh, bringing us into uh, church and introducing us to, to Jesus, that he was open to that. Uh, and we all became believers, you know, because of, of him wanting to, well, just being open to going and learning so that that has been the greatest gift uh to to our family um, is there something special about my dad that uh, i wish other people knew um he's been everywhere london russia he's lived all over the place um and he's he's very passionate about what he does. He's actually right now he's doing uh, wind energy before it became popular right now. He's he's trying to break through that in Taiwan, offshore wind. I I bet uh, many people don't know that about him. He's quite the entrepreneur, started his own business um, and still still doing many, many different things. Uh, What is something I appreciate about my dad? I think his his he he loves people. He loves to get together, and he loves getting people together. Uh, sometimes, like <laughs> causing us, like oh man, there's too many people in the house. But I think that's something I appreciate about him his his gift of uh, hospitality, uh, wanting to invite people uh, over and to uh, celebrate whoever he is with. Um, and yeah, so just, he's a man of international fame.
2: <laughs> Hi there. I'd like to tell you about my father, Clay Armstrong. My dad was a wonderful father. Um, I had the privilege of growing up um, with a stellar dad. He, um, he had the passion of a new believer. Um, he didn't uh, grow up living a godly lifestyle. He came to the Lord in his, uh, probably his early 20s. And um, he uh, married my mom shortly thereafter, had me shortly thereafter. And so um, dad was a fresh Christian. He was a new believer. He loved God with all of his heart. Uh, It was a very passionate relationship he had uh, with his heavenly father. And um, he loved the church. He loved leading worship. Um, And that that love for God was modeled for me um, on a regular basis. It was wonderful to grow up in that environment. Um, my dad was a uh, he was a hippie. He was an artist, so sort of had that, you know, eccentric personality. Um, and uh, with that hippie artist sort of personality came a love of nature, uh, a love of people. It was evident to everybody he spoke to that um, that he was really interested in hearing them. And, um, he loved music and the arts. Uh, he was a musician. He started playing music when he was a kid. His mother was a musician. Um, and so he uh, he passed that on to, to me and my brothers. Uh, when I was 14, he taught me, uh, started teaching me to play guitar, um, and same with all my, all my other brothers. We uh, we learned music from him, um, so he taught us that, um, and you know, part of that um, that hippie personality was uh, a very emotionally healthy state. Um, he was uh, um, he got us to explore our feelings a lot. He got us to label uh, our feelings and explore them. And uh, if I was having a tough day. Um, He would ask me, hey, what's going on? You seem angry. You seem afraid. Um, And he tried to help me process my emotions. And he even told me on a couple of occasions, are you mad at me? Because if so, you can tell me. Stay respectful. and You can tell me anything. Um, And I didn't realize how good I had it. I just thought, this is what dads do. So um, wonderful upbringing. I love my dad. Um, He had some challenges uh, growing up. He definitely had some challenges. Uh, Finances. Always seemed to be a tough thing for us, um, but in the middle of that, I, he, he modeled uh, trusting in the Lord, um, trusting God to provide for us, um, and he modeled um, financial responsibility uh, from his perspective. It was being faithful with what little he had received, right? Um, and it was just a um, even in the midst of that difficulty, he did uh, he did a great thing with it, in showing us how to how to handle that. Um, he also had a troubled relationship with his father. His dad was an alcoholic. Um, And in the middle of those struggles, I saw dad uh, make some great uh, personal decisions, boundaries he put in place. You know, I'm sorry, kids, I know you love your grandfather, but we can't be with him right now because he's sick. Um, We even had to move to a different different city to to be away from him for a while. Um, And, you know, I saw dad show me me what it means to honor your father and your mother when your dad is not a perfect man. Um, And of course, he wasn't a perfect man, and I got to honor him and his imperfections as well, so. Um, but he was a great dad, he was a good man. I've got great memories uh, of my father. Most of them, of course, involved music. Um, Christmas holidays were particularly special. We had um, music all the time. You know, whenever we were together, there were always guitars. Uh, dad, typically on his classical. Um, me on my steel string acoustic, usually, although not always. Uh, and then my brothers on their guitars and basses and whatnot. Christmases were special, even when it wasn't the holidays, and we were together, we were playing music. Even after we grew up, whenever I'd come back to visit, I'd always bring the guitar, always playing. Um, you know, Dad, uh, Dad was a worship leader, and he modeled that for me. And when I got into worship leading as, a, uh, as an older teen, when I was in high school, I got into worship leading, and um, I learned a lot by watching him. And then he pushed me into, um, pushed, he, he encouraged me uh, in, in worship leading. He was a great example, he was a great teacher. Um, not just about um, interacting with the congregation, but also interacting with the band, you know, orchestrating the, uh, the music, dealing with difficult musicians, all the things that come along with worship. He was a great teacher. Um, and one special memory I've got too is, is having him teach uh, my daughter Rachel, his granddaughter, to play guitar. And Rachel decided she wanted to play. And I taught her some stuff, she learned some stuff on YouTube, but I'll never forget watching Rachel with her poppy. A very special, very special time. Um, unfortunately, we, we lost my dad last year. He passed away and I miss him very much. He was a great dad. Uh, he left a great legacy. Um, and, um, you know, we don't grieve as those without a hope, right? We know um, in the kingdom of God, we'll um, we'll be spending eternity with them uh, as the bride of Christ. So dad, I love you. I miss you. Can't wait to see you on the flip side.
3: Hi, my name is Brian. My father has always been a very playful and youthful person. As I grew from adolescence into young adulthood, people started mistaking us more and more for brothers rather than father and son. In high school, I distinctly remember getting embarrassed leaving a Sam's Club store while pushing a shopping cart, with my dad standing on the front end, laughing unabashedly while I prayed to Jesus that nobody I knew was watching. He was obviously very comfortable with himself, knew how to enjoy life and not take himself too seriously, all lessons that I have yet to learn. Sometime in the middle of my college years, I became jaded by the hypocrisy of cultural Christianity, and I decided to renounce my Christian faith. After graduating college and getting my first desk job, I decided in less than one year, office work wasn't for me. Much like my energetic father, I needed to be out and about. He was a self-employed electrician at the time, and I asked him for a job as a hired hand while I tried to figure out my career path. Much to my mom's dismay, I moved back home for a couple of years. During that time, it only made sense that my dad and I ended up carpooling to work. He was always emotionally present in my life, and we've had many deep conversations over the years During this particular season in my life, my father was a true spiritual friend and we had many discussions and arguments on apologetics during our commute to and from work. Dad was always unwavering in his faith, which I interpreted as a fact that he was brainwashed. However, his faithful love, support and prayers couldn't be denied. And for that, I'm most appreciative. I'm certain that part of my coming back around to faith in Christ and the Church had something to do with those countless car rides. I ended up working for him for 10 years. And although I half jokingly say that he is a much better father than he is a boss, I eventually came to realize that I really love doing electrical work. He also taught me most of what I know as an electrician today. My father is hardworking, like really, really hardworking. And the irony is that when I was in high school and I saw how hard my dad worked, I remember telling him that I would never do what he did for a living. Fast forwarding, I eventually left my employment with my father. I got my master electrician's license and I'm currently one of the owners in my electrical contracting company. In an interesting turn of events, we recently hired my dad and now we're working together again. And I find myself confined almost exclusively to an office, so thanks, Dad, for ruining my life. At work, my business partner likes to call him the Grandmaster Electrician, but he'll politely remind him to just call him Jim. And although he does take a great deal of pride in the quality of his workmanship, his excellent service to others, and his God-given gift of working with his hands, He's told me on more than just one occasion that his greatest purpose in this world comes from raising me and my two younger brothers to walk more closely with the Lord. It's pretty remarkable to me that my father loves simply being a dad. I imagine that this is a reflection of how God must take pride and parent in parenting us. If you're watching this, Dad, I'm thankful that as imperfect and broken as our relationship could be at times, you've modeled that part of God's love for me very well. I love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Thanks for listening.
0: A big thank you goes out to Greg and Jeff and Brian. Thank you so much for sharing your personal stories, stories about your dad. Really do appreciate your vulnerability and your openness with us today as we wrap up i'd like to point our direction in prayer to pray both for the fathers in our midst and then a second prayer to pray for fathers at large for those in our neighborhoods for our friends for people in our extended family those who are father figures let's be sure to pray together today please join me together in praying today loving god We pray for our fathers who cared for us when we were helpless, who comforted us when we were hurt, who made sacrifices so that we might succeed, whose love and care we often took for granted. We thank you, God, for our fathers and pray. Give our fathers your peace. Guard our fathers from isolation. Comfort them with your comfort. Help them discover your joy and let them know the gladness of your heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. And now the second prayer, let's be sure to lift up the fathers that are all around us in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, the people that we bump into. Let's pray. God, our father, we give thanks and praise for fathers, for fathers, young and old for the father figures in our lives and communities we pray for young fathers newly embracing their vocation may they find courage and perseverance to balance all the needs and demands we pray for our aging fathers entering their golden years may they find satisfaction and peace and may they serve to the end with strength and wisdom we pray for the fathers around the world whose children are lost or suffering. We may they know that the God of compassion walks with them in their sorrow. We pray for the hopes and fears of expectant fathers. We pray for those who desire to be a father has not been fulfilled. We pray for men who's, who are not fathers, but still mentor and guide young men with fatherly love and advice. We remember our fathers who have passed on. We remember their legacy, their example, and their care. And above all, we give you thanks, O oh God, for being our Heavenly Father. The one who created us, loves us, reveals himself to us, and takes pleasure in us. Your fatherly love endures forever. Amen. Amen. And now let's be sure to say our sending prayer together. Loving God through all our years, let the church be a community where we learn about love and practice it, where we envision peace and work to build it, where we meet partners in faith who wish to abandon everything that cheapens our discipleship, where we discover gifts and offer them. May your spirit guide us toward joy and generosity. In Jesus' name, In the way of Jesus, amen.